And once again, welcome back to Conversations with Carlos D with your boy, Carlos D. Today, I got two guests with me. First, Purple Butterflies. Y'all know her. I'm not going to give I keep telling when you come back for like a second time, I'm not giving you a bunch of praise because you've been here. This your <laughs> this your third or fourth time now. You're a regular now, so I'm not going to get no more praise. So we got Purple Butterflies. Shout it out to the people, girl. Hey, everybody. I like the praise. <laughs> I'm sorry. She's a she's a beautiful black queen with luxurious cocoa. Um, cocoa. Her hair smells like coconut. And I, every time I see it, I gotta I gotta rub it. Not what well, I shouldn't. I don't rub your hair, but I I inappropriately I touch her know. hair. Even yes, though she doesn't like it. Exactly. Beautiful black queen. Almost a new homeowner. Give it up. Big ups. Big ups. Big ups. And so that's purple butterfly. And then the other host. That's enough about you. Enough about you. The other host is my boo, my soulmate, one of the, one of the loves of my life. She didn't even know that. I just, this is the first time I'm letting y'all know. She one of the loves of my life, even though another man then took her from me. But it's okay. I'm gonna let him have. Her. I'm gonna let him have it for now. This is my boo. Give it up for Renee. And then, of course, she doesn't say anything. <laughs> what's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. She got a little stage. This is the it's one okay. and only true boo. That's my boo yeah. right there. That's my indeed, boo. Indeed, right indeed. <laughs> what's up, boo? What's up? All right. Just to, just to get out of the way, we are in the time of Corona, so I always ask people for the first time, how are you dealing this, in this new world we live in, this Corona world? How are you feeling about um, it? I wish it passed, but I honestly don't think it's going to anytime soon, so I'm just trying to embrace the new norm, whatever that is, and stay safe. Stay safe, stay, stay, stay cute. That's all I ask you. <laughs> That's not a problem. Easy to do for both. I, I got, I got to get, I got to get to a personal question real quick with y'all. Sometimes when I'm like, like not doing the show, I just be thinking about the most random things, like in just my regular life. Uh, so I want to ask a personal question of y'all. So you know, if you feel comfortable answering, let me know. Um, so when y'all get into the shower, right? When y'all going to like take a shower, like is there? And I, I like want to ask because I'm a man and y'all are ladies, so it's like maybe a different routine. So is it like a order of to how you wash yourself? Like for me, when I first get in the shower, I I immediately go straight to the twig and berries, the private area. That's like the first, I wash that first. I wash that, and then after I will do that, I go straight to the underarms. Like the main stink areas. I hit those, and then like the booty. You know, the booty, and, and you know, I'm not ashamed. I wash my booty. I, I don't I do not do no, no skid mark drawers. I wash my ass, man. Um, so I'm just curious, as women, do y'all have like, you know, do you start on a certain body part? Do you have like a routine? How does that work? Yes, I, I have my same routine, routine every time I get in the shower. Me too. Okay, what is it? I, um, I start with my face, and I use um, like my cleanser or whatever I'm washing my face with and my face brush, and then the private areas, and then I work my way from top to bottom. Mm. And I shower with soap, and then I shower with a scented shower gel, and then I get out. Now, do you use um, like a loofah or like a washcloth, your hands? Is it like a bar um, soap or is it like gel? Yep, so bar soap, I use the washcloth and then with my shower gel, I use the loofah. 
And what about you, Purple? What's your routine? Um, I don't wash my face in the shower. I wash my face after I get out of the shower. Um, once I get in the shower, um, the first thing I just wet myself all over with my removable shower head, which I cannot live without. I and then I do. I know what you're doing with that. <laughs> and then I do <laughs> the private areas. And then I do my whole body with uh, my loofah and my body wash. And I use just my a bar of soap on my private areas. No washcloth, no loofah, just the bar of soap in my hands. Hmm. For like my front private area, my JJ. <laughs> I just use a bar of soap thing. <laughs> and oh. I use like a washcloth and I use a loofah on my actual body. And then I wash my face with my um, face wash and all that stuff after I get out of the shower at the sink. That's crazy, you know, because I don't really think about my face ever. Like when I'm taking like when I'm taking a shower, I don't think about the face. I like wash my body and then like my face is mainly just whatever the water, like water that trickled on my face or well, not trickled, but the water from, like, the shower. And then, like, if I, like, even though I don't really have hair, I still, like, shampoo my, uh, the little bit of hair I want because I don't want it to be all dry. And then I let that soap kind of run down. But I'm thinking about it right now. I don't really use a face wash. And I don't know if that's good or bad. It's probably, that's probably when my skin probably not as good as it used to be. So I really do not use a face wash. And maybe I should start. <laughs> that's some fast things you got <laughs> There's some weird stuff that be happening in this world. No, and years ago when I went to the gynecologist, he said that you should only use um, sensitive skin, like bar soap on your vagina. Like no washcloth, no actual body wash. Just use water and like a sensitive skin bar soap. If you're even going to use soap. He, he said, said it's a bar he said soap? your vagina only needs just water. Yeah, I use Dove for sensitive skin. Just what? the bar of soap in my hand to wash my vagina. Okay. But he said that you don't even have to use soap for real. He said just plain water is fine, but I'm going to use some soap. Okay. Well, they do say it's a natural uh, cleanser. It cleanses right. soap. So, I mean, I'm going to trust the guy, you know. He, know, he done seen way more <laughs> vaginas than I have, so I'm going to trust him. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, who decides that they want that as their career, though? Like, like I asked my um, OB that same question, or well, my gynecologist. Is it a man or a woman? What made you? It's a it's a woman. I don't go to men. Okay. I, um, I like because I couldn't do that all day. Because a lot of times when people are coming in, they don't come in for their annuals. They're coming in because they have something wrong, and that ain't the right area. Mm -mm. Exactly. It's like and, your uh, whole job. I couldn't do it. People with discharges all day long. This and that. Yes, and, and smells ooh, and ooh. 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 Okay. Oh God. I'm about to throw up. <laughs> I, re I regret asking this question. <laughs> I, re I regret it all. All right, man. So, like I said, we don't got a lot of time today, but I want to get into a couple of different topics. Um, and I'm, I'm glad, uh, especially Renee, because um, I was talking about, and I hope you don't mind me saying, but we never discussed this beforehand, but hope you don't mind me talking about, like, Renee is getting married this year. And some of my topics are around in um, marriage. So, we cool talking about. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, we don't got to get into the details about your personal life. But, but there's some stuff that had happened in the news lately involving marriage. And I just want to kind of, the opinion of somebody who is definitely going to be married by the end of the year. You know, God willing, this corona stuff all work out. We're going to have that celebration. We're going to be partying it up and all that good shit. Um, and then also, Purple Butterflies <laughs> is not married. But I think she's not against it. She would like to be married maybe one day. I don't know. You know, I don't want to speak for you. 
So, two ladies, one in the in, down the path, and one hoping. I want to kind of get y'all thoughts on some marriage type stuff, if that's cool. Okay. All right. So real quick, I'm gonna start off with this story. Uh, okay. Oh, 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 oh. That's how you know the show live because the shit just happens. Phones go off, people do stuff. It don't matter. We have. I thought time. that was a story playing. <laughs> no, that's Sorry, a... that was my phone. Okay, that's her little booty call. She sent the booty call later tonight. She been sipping, y'all. <laughs> no, but I, I wanted to get to the story, and I, I think it happened maybe like a week ago or two weeks ago. Um, but it was basically this guy. Uh, he's a Stephen. I don't know. Do you guys know, do you guys know who Stephen Jackson is? Mm-mm, I don't. Okay. I don't either. Okay, so Stephen Jackson. Was a NBA player. He's playing the NBA. He played in the NBA for about 14 years. Uh, maybe retired five or six years ago. So he played for NBA for 14 years. An NBA player. Uh, made a decent amount of money. NBA made about $65 million in his NBA career. Um, so since he retired, he also has been doing like TV stuff. He's also in that uh, Ice Cube, the league, the Ice Cube, the big three league. So he, he has made, I don't know how much money he has now, but he has made a, a considerable amount of money over the course of his life. Over 70 probably million dollars at this point. Um, so about a week ago or two weeks ago, uh, this is when the story came out. I don't know when this actually happened, but he was set to get married. So he was, he, he had, a, he had a, a longtime partner. He proposed, he was set to get married. It was the wedding day. So the day of the wedding, he had guests there. He had her family there, his family there, his boys, everybody had come to the day of the wedding. And on the day of the wedding, he left his girl at the altar. Um, and the reason why he left her at the altar was because she refused to sign a prenuptial agreement. So, as women, I, 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 I want y'all thoughts on that. He said he left her because she refused to sign a prenuptial agreement and he wasn't going to marry nobody unless they signed a prenuptial agreement. Her defense was like, if you love me, I shouldn't have to sign no prenuptial agreement because we can be together forever no matter what. She also had brought a pastor to the wedding who was supposed to, I guess, going to be officiating the wedding. And the pastor even was like, I refuse to marry people who sign prenuptial agreements. So I want to know, first off, two things. One, if you was a woman and your man left you at the altar, how would you feel about it? Well, y'all are women, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> not if you were a woman. If you were in this situation and your man left you at the altar, how would you feel about it? What would your response be to it? And two, if your man left you at the ultimatum of either sign a prenuptial agreement or we can't get married. What was your response be to that? How would you feel about those things? Um, well, for me, for one, um, if that was to happen, I probably would cry on the spot if he was just to leave me at the altar before knowing anything about a prenup. So if it just happened, we went out to Vegas, we were going to get married, and you leave me the day out. First, I would be in my feelings. I'd probably cry. Then that upsetness would turn to anger. Then I'd probably re- be ready to... um. Burn his house down or something. <laughs> It'd probably be really crazy. Like, mm, yeah, you don't want to see that Scorpio side of me. So mm. it would, it would be, it would be bad. But the whole prenup thing, I mean, if she really thought, believed that they weren't going to ever divorce or whatever, I mean, she could have just signed it. But my whole thing is, it should have never got that far to the wedding day, and nothing has been signed, and then her be surprised. Like, it should have ended. Like when he proposed and she was like, I'm not signing a prenup. And he's like, I'm not going to get married. But then that should have been the end of that. I don't even know how it got that far. If she knew that he wasn't going to marry her, if she didn't sign it and vice versa. Like, I don't even know how it got all the way to the wedding day. Like, how did they let that happen? Right. How did she let that happen? I, I, 
See, I think a lot of it must have been like she was just an impression that maybe he was just joking around or he wasn't serious. But uh, he, you know, he was dead serious. Like he was like had everything ready to go, and she like tried to sign it. He said like um, even three or four months leading up to the wedding, he you know had let her like it wasn't a surprise. It was like he just showed up on wedding day. It was like sign this prenup. Like he had planned it out. He had plotted it and they had discussed it. And then when it was time to like actually go through the deed of it, she refused to do it. But to me, I'm with you, like Renee. Like, I'm not gonna get to the point where we even planning the wedding if that prenup ain't already signed. Like, I don't need to invite all my friends. I don't need to book a venue and do all that stuff if if I'm not secure that certain aspects of uh, of the documents are signed before we even get to that point. Like, I wouldn't even get to the planning stage. So I don't know how they got that far. Or even before the wedding, like he could have been like, I'm I'm so serious. Like if you're not gonna sign this, there's no point to go through. I wouldn't even let you embarrass me. I would have let it happen that night before if I got that far. You're not gonna embarrass me in front of all my friends if like no. Mm-hmm. Right. And he said he spent yeah. four hundred thousand dollars on this wedding. So it wasn't like no cheap yeah. chump change wedding. Oh, I would have sued him after that too. Give him my money. Well she, he spent it, not her. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, well, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. I would have been embarrassed and I would have been like, like devastated and, you know, it would have been over. Like, there's no coming back from that. And, like, it seems like she might have given him the impression that she would have a change of heart and, like, sign it on the wedding day and she changed her mind or something like that. Because, like y'all said, why would they even get to that point if, you know, she really had refused to sign it? And also, prenups aren't always, like, one-sided. Like, she could have put, like, some things in there, like, to protect herself, you mm-hmm. know, without him giving up, like, everything. She could have put, like, a little clause in there. I know some prenups have, okay, you get, like, a million dollars for a per child, or if we're married for five years, you get five million dollars. Like, you know, she could have put some little stuff in there to protect herself, so either way it went, whether they stayed together or got divorced, you know, she still wouldn't have been just, like, out in the cold. So I would have signed it and just made sure that we had some kind of compromise if I was her. Right, like like you would have negotiated some back and forth where right. you get some type of protection. Because, I mean, ultimately, that's right. what the thing is. It's like, and, and, and I'm, in this situation, it's a wealthy man and a, and a woman who wasn't necessarily as wealthy. But the same situation, if y'all was rich, I'm pretty sure y'all wouldn't just marry some bum and give him access to y'all money. Um, if things don't work out and you know of course we all agree that marriage should be I mean the whole point of marriage is supposed to be for life it's supposed to be until y'all die or whatever but we also know that people make mistakes things don't always work out the way you want them to make um, just because the course of life things happen shit happens so it's weird mm-hmm. now do you but do you think it's any coming back from that can you leave can no. you get left at the altar or not get married today and then work it out later and still get together or is it like you left me at the altar we ain't it ain't no coming back from this shit. Well, I think I think it's no coming back, you know, because of the embarrassment, you know, like he humiliated you in front of like hundreds of people. Like how on earth can you come back from that? And if he would do that to you, like how much did he really love you to begin with? If he would like hurt you like that. I agree, but I'm one of the ones that always say never say never than I and you never know, but I think the only way I will come back from that is if we ended up working things out, we would go through some serious therapy and fix whatever issues caused us not to get married the first day, then I would probably go to Justice of Peace, get married, and then have a ceremony afterwards so there is no leaving me a second time. Like, we're already married. So that would probably be the only way I would 
do it a second time. Because if that, like... But I don't know. I probably, like, 99% of me says I wouldn't do it again. But if I was to want to work it out... Because, I mean, you have, to, you have to both love each other to get that far. But then again, you always wonder, if she really loved him, why didn't she sign it? Or if he really loved her, why did he pressure her that much? So how much were they really in love with each other? So, to me, I always hear that, like... Um, excuse, especially from like the person who is the the lesser of the two people, and, and when I say less, I mean as far as like the financial part of it. They're always like, if you love me so much, then why do you feel the need to make me sign this paper paper? You love me, it shouldn't be no big deal about the money because I'm not here for the money, yada yada yada. But I've always felt like that's easy to say, and they never flip it the other way around. If you really love me enough, and it's not about the money, then why do you care if I put protections in place? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. But I feel like I I, I I don't know if that's just like. People use that kind of thing because the majority of us are never going to be like this super wealthy person. You know, we're not going to make like this. Like I said, this dude makes seventy million, seventy million dollars in his life. We're not going to get close to making that amount of money. So we would never think to put in a position to have a prenuptial agreement, even though us regular people should probably have a more than super wealthy people. Because if you like, if he got sixty million, let's say he has sixty million dollars in the bank, and she take thirty million dollars, you know, that's a big hit. But he's still going to be good. His life ain't going to be that messed up. But if I make 60,000 and my wife take 30,000 you know and I'm now I ain't got now I gotta move back home with my mama you know I can't I can't keep living only making 30,000 when I was making 60,000 it's a whole different kind of ball game so I mean it's just kind of odd when it comes to that type of stuff well that's why women should make sure that they like can stand on their own two feet you know what I mean and don't need a man and like vice versa and that way if it doesn't work out then both parties are still good you know what I mean if she was smart, she would have just signed it and figured out a way to be having her little woman stash on the side so that way if things did get crazy, she would yeah, have her because, Right, because of course she's not a millionaire like him, but okay, she wouldn't have that exact same lifestyle, but if she still had her own thing going on, she wouldn't be like dead broke without his money because she still have her own. Maybe right. not as much as him, but she could still take care of herself. Right. I know me. Any rich woman want to marry me? I don't really. I'm not a really a marriage dude. I don't really believe in marriage like that. I don't want to be married. But if a, if a woman want enough money, come along. You know, I'm signing anything. I'm marrying her on the spot. I'm signing anything. <laughs> Give me my little allowance. I will take my little five thousand a week or five thousand a month and just live lovely. And I don't mind living off a woman. Well, Renee, you knew watch Real Housewives of Atlanta. You remember when Candy she made Ty sign a prenup before they got married. She did, and I mean, look at him now. Like he's, he's not equally as wealthy, but he's do, not doing too bad for himself. Like he's doing a lot and has a lot of businesses. So, I mean, at the end of the day, your spouse should be able to help bring you up to their level. You have your money on your side. You're still walking away with what you earned and what you made. Like it shouldn't even be that big of a problem because right. he, he's doing so much more now because of her. Yeah. Was right. he tripping when she? Uh, I don't watch that show. Was he tripping when he, when she kind of like brought the topic like, hey. I'm trying to protect her. Mama was his mama more than he was. Her mom was tripping about her making him sign it or about him signing it. About him signing it and making sure he did sign one before they got married. Oh, for real. So he was like down for. She's yeah, because she swore he was only with her for her money and her fame to begin with. So, and she made it known, and he knew that his her mom thought that like they didn't get along for a while. But um. Oh, damn. Yeah, he didn't have a yeah. problem signing it. It's just the way that she was like going about getting him to sign it. You know, getting her mm-hmm. mother involved and kind of like they were being super aggressive. 
So that's what made him like, okay, what are y'all doing? Why are y'all acting like this? Not that he didn't want to sign it. It's just like, why are you treating me like I just want your money or whatever when it's not even like that? So they kind of started off on the wrong foot. Have to, yeah, and it didn't even have to be on TV. That could have been something they did in their own privacy. Like It ended up being like a big, huge thing for no reason. Right. And he was willing to sign it from the beginning, but it just got ugly for no reason. Yeah, some of that probably, they probably hyped for TV, though. Because, you know, they got to have a storyline. They don't want to just candy just being happily. Like, you don't see the reality mm-hmm. show where everybody's just happy. That's that's boring. Like, I want to see some people fighting. I want to see some people hair pulling, cussing each other out, doing shady stuff. <laughs> Imagine a show where everybody just got along. That should have been boring. <laughs> let, me ask y'all, let me ask y'all a question real quick, though. Speaking about moms and um, your moms or your people not getting along with your with your husband or your or your spouse or your sending whatever, is that like a is that important to y'all? Is it important that your family get along or is it like, fuck it, I love them. It is what it is. I no, mean, it's very it's, a, it's very important, but it's not a make it or break it. So if, so to me, so Renee, like I said, we you get married later this year. If your I know it's not the case, but if your mom just hated your your fiance, you how do you think you would try to like? Because I know your mom is very active in like. Um, cause y'all live close to each other. She comes by. She spends a lot of time with you. You know, y'all got a, a real like tight connection. Uh, if mm-hmm. they just couldn't get along, how do you think? You say it wouldn't make or break it, but do you think it, it's something you would try to fix, or would you just like try to keep the distance between each other? Um, it it really would depend on the reason why. So, no one was a big fan of my like a couple exes ago, my long term relationship. Like mm-hmm. no one liked him um my mom never said like the word hate but i knew that he wasn't her favorite right she just respected my decision and respected him when they were around but i know that people didn't like him so i mean as long as the respect's there now if it's something i mean and this person treated me bad i mean it was a lot of drama Mm -hmm. um and the respect was still there even though she didn't care for him at all um but it really would depend on why and like I said, as long as the respect's there, like you don't have to love them, I do. Sure. And it really, it really would depend on the reason why, but it wouldn't make or break it. Like if I really love this person and especially having a child, but without a child, if I mean, if we really love this person and we were looking to get married, I mean, you have to accept it. Would you ever go to something the point, crazy? Would you ever go to the point um, where you would pick a side? And meaning that like, let's say your mama came to you or your man came to you and was like, look, Either one of them. Like your mom came to you say, look, he is just not right for you. I cannot support you. Either you dump him or you stop seeing him or I can't be a part of your life anymore. Or vice versa. If your man came to you and said, look, your mom has always been disrespectful. Like let's say it wasn't respectful. Your mom was like rude to him. She came to the house that y'all shared together and was blatantly like evil to this dude. Like cussing him out, you know, disrespecting him. And he was like, look, your mom can't come over here no more. You can still hang out with her, but she can never come to my house again. Like, do you think you would pick a side, or do you think, like, do you think you can handle some an extreme reaction to that to that level? I think it would be stressful, and I would have to. I would probably either convince them both to go to therapy, or I would just have to live a life where we never did anything together, which would hurt me the most. Mm-hmm. So I would figure, like, if they both love me as much as they say they do, they would put their differences aside to try to make it work, even if it's just getting together. For a function, a birthday, the holiday. But I mean, if it was just that bad, I would just have to keep them separated. I'm not picking sides. I wouldn't 
I mean, because at the end of the day, I would pick my mom, of course. Of course. We all but, know we would really pick our mama. Is it a day? Yeah. Unless your mom was like, you don't want me to pick sides. You get your feelings hurt. Mm-hmm. Same thing. The same thing you feel. Uh, I know Purple Butterflies. You also real tight with your mom, and y'all gotta. Now she don't live as closest to you as is uh, Renee's mom does, so it might not be as much of a factor. But similar situation. Has your mom ever like hated a partner that you introduced her to, or didn't have a good like vibe with them, or anything like that? She hated this guy that I was with when I was like 18, 19, but that was like, a, you know, I don't really, you know, at that age, I'm like, of course, I was like rebelling. I'm like, I don't care. I want to be with them. But now at my age now or whatever, like, it's very important to me that my family likes the person that I'm with. Mm-hmm. Because I have like an uncle whose wife that nobody likes. I have a cousin whose girlfriend that people just tolerate. Like, I don't want, like, people, my family to tolerate my significant other, you know? I want them to love him, like, as much as they love me. Right. Because that shit just mad uncomfortable. You have any family event, you know they don't like him, they stand off, and you don't talk to him. Yeah. Then they got to be clinging to your side the whole night because they can't go talk to your cousins out in the garage and smoke a little weed and drink a little exactly. bit. Exactly. <laughs> and I feel like if your family, like, really does not dislikes the person that much, then they see something you don't see and they're just looking out for you. Because if that person was just totally fine or whatever and everything was all good, then there's no reason for them like to not want you to be with the person, you know? Right. Maybe they don't like what job the person has or whatever this, but that's just minor things. But if they just absolutely don't want you to be with the person at all, then they're seeing something deeper that you don't see. And you should take that into consideration. Yeah, cause like if they just don't like him because they think he corny, like he not funny. Exactly. I'm not gonna trip right. off of that. But if it's like, you know, exactly. Normally, if your whole family don't like it, it's because they even know you didn't told them some stories with a person that did you dirty, right? Or, or they know from secondhand knowledge that the person out there doing something wild that you just maybe you don't even know about. But people, you know, people right. ain't about to handle grudge, you no know, hate, hate, hate relationship with somebody because they just don't like the way they look. Or they don't like the exactly. cloud, the style of clothes they wear, whatever it may be. And that's a good point. Right. Because in my old relationships, I was good for always sharing everything bad that happened. And everybody only got to know the bad things mm-hmm. that happened. Yeah. And, you know, you're always venting about something. You're upset. You go straight to your best friends or your mom. And I'm like, I never share when things are just really good or when something good happens. So, yeah. Right. Growing because up, I mean, that's changed. So all they say is the negative s- of them. They never yeah, see the positive. Yeah. You forgive mm-hmm. that person, but your family doesn't forgive them. They're right. because they care about you, and they keep in the back of their mind of how that person treated you and hurt you. So they don't forgive mm-hmm. them just because you do. That's true. Exactly. Because it's, it's like a weird dynamic. Because it's like, especially if all you tell them is negative. Like if you really literally don't tell them like the positive stuff that the person did for you, and it's all oh he did this, he did that. Then of course the person will have like this negative view of the person, even if they yeah. you know kind of decent. But to, so, and so I guess that's the question. Like, as you have gotten older, especially uh, Renee said this, like when you were young, you said you used to tell like all your friends and everything, all the negative stuff. Have you found yourself more keeping people out of your relationships in the sense that you don't tell them whether it be positive or negative about the stuff that's going on in your household? Especially if you notice, especially now that you guys are like engaged and you know it's going to be like your long-term partner, your husband one day. Do you find yourself less open with your friends or family about maybe the good or bad that he does, or do you still feel like you're in the same mindset that you were back in the day? 
same mindset with my mom, but I noticed with my close friends, um, I guess just with everyone being adults now and everyone's life is just a little bit different. We're not together as much, so we don't gossip as much. Now, when me and my close circle of girls, when we get together a couple times a year, we do, that's when we all kind of share the good, the bad, the mm -hmm. ugly um, with our relationships. But just like on a day-to-day, -day, we don't really share unless something crazy happens, mm -hmm. good or bad. Um, with my mom, you know, I talk to her like every day, so whatever happens in that day for the most part, I mean, nothing too deep. But, you know, if something was crazy was to go on, she would know because I talk to her every day, if not every other day. Right. So, just a little bit different. Like I said, you get older, but you don't get as deep and as personal. I mean, and a lot of the drama being older doesn't happen. Like, yeah. you don't tolerate certain things. Right. Plus, you my current with fiance is nowhere near. Yeah. Right. He's so a lot more not, mature than, than right. a relationship you have when you was 18 or 19 or 20, even, you know, mm -hmm. your early 20s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... And it's so nice. I know. <laughs> what about other things off limits? Are there things that like your man has told you or come to you and say, look, it's just between us. Don't tell your, even your mama about it. Or do you think that doesn't exist? Do you think there has to be some type of limits in a relationship to things that you cannot discuss no matter how close you are with your friends, family, yes. your mama, whatever? The bedroom is never discussed. <laughs> the bedroom. <laughs> 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 I mean, she knows because I have a daughter now. Right. <laughs> other than that, like, mm -mm, that's that's and it, that's a hard no for me. And uh -huh. if it's something that's just about going on in your husband, wife, significant other's life that doesn't like directly affect you, but it's something they have going on, I don't think you necessarily need to tell that to other people. I think that's something that could, you know, stay just between you two. Why would you run and tell your family, your mom, or whatever? You know, something personal about mm -hmm. them when it doesn't affect your life in any way. You know what I mean? Well, it affects your life because you're right. with them, but you know what I mean. It's their personal. Yeah, I talked to more stuff, more so getting, right, more so getting advice. So I guess the stuff that I do talk about is like, oh, what would you do in this situation? Or is it worth even bringing up? Or is this something I should even talk about? Or just one of them things like, you know, you pick your, pick your battles. You know, it's more so those type of discussions or, oh my gosh, this is what happened with us today or he got a new job or stuff like that. Right. It's nothing deep um, right. for the most part. So, Okay, well, real quick, let me let me give a shout out. I, I know he don't listen to this. Let me get a, I definitely want to give a shout out to uh, Renee's fiance, man. Because like she said, she just had a, a daughter earlier this year and she had a, a rough pregnancy. And I don't, I know him a little bit. I only know him from the couple of times we hung out. But the way that he was caring for you and doting on you and i don't know if he always perfect like this this dude came off as the perfect dude the way he was taking care of you during that rough pregnancy yeah. i was like dang he making me look bad he found his <laughs> he found his inner nurse um i was surprised i was like man i hope he'll leave me through all this like not that you would you know or yeah, i got you i know what you mean she or um anything crazy like that but just because it was that bad mm -hmm. but it just made me realize just how good of a guy i have because I was so grateful to have someone to be here 24-7 for the most part. I mean, the days that he couldn't, he would text my mom and say, Mom, hey, can you come watch her? Or um, he just made sure I was taken care of. And I mean, he did stuff that I would, I probably couldn't do for him, which is sad to say. I heard about some of that stuff. But some stuff like, was just, woof. Oof. And I was like, he was just right there. So, I mean, yeah, I, I, I'll tell you that. I got to make sure that I, I got to get that man another drink next time I see him. I owe him a couple of drinks. <laughs> 
Cause he was taking, I swear, he was taking care of you like no other. He was changing, uh, and like I only know from the time that I was uh, at y'all place, um, he was changing the little, the little, I don't even know what that thing is. The little IV bag, IV bag, and, and up throw up and, and washing yeah. this and washing that and make sure you was straight. I was like, damn, this is a. I had to get that man his all his props. If anybody gonna take I mean, my boo from me, I'm a, I'm gonna let him have it because he was doing this thing. I would I wouldn't have did all that stuff. Help me get dressed, shower times when I couldn't even shower. Um, well, that lets her know that she's definitely so marrying the right person. Indeed, mm-hmm. if he can do all that, man, I can't. You know, and like I said, none of us is perfect. We all make different mistakes, and I'm pretty sure y'all don't have the perfect relationship all the time, but. The way the way he really was taking care of you doing like probably one of the roughest parts of probably your life and also y'all that had to be a tough one y'all relationship the strain of it all because I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of aspects of a of a normal relationship that y'all couldn't do you know without getting into all the details of it that most even reg- people who are just regularly pregnant can still kind of engage in those different kind of activities so he um you know he got my vote of confidence. Of, 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 a, of a standout ass dude. So that's definitely. And just to put something else in the perspective, imagine the COVID lockdown. So I was pretty much home September, October, November, December, mm. January, five Next. months, and I would only leave for the doctor's appointment. I didn't even go grocery shopping. I didn't go shopping. I didn't go to a mall, Target, Walmart. Um, my mom did take me like the CVS one time. I mean, it wore me out. So just us being, him being up under me that long right like without a break like he never could just have a moment to come home to himself exactly. every time he came home you had to take care of me like he didn't get that break unless my mom came and stayed just to give him like a, a night off mm-hmm. um it was crazy so I, that's how i could deal with covid <laughs> right i'm like i've been doing this since september that's but right. uh you yeah, was a house arrest long before yeah. covid came on <laughs> i know just when i get free here this comes shit i didn't uh-huh. even think about that i didn't even think about the fact that like like he probably went straight from work to home and didn't pretty probably mm-hmm. couldn't have much of a social life outside of just taking care of you nope. for like then. You know, like some days you might have a rough day. Just like some days, like he just goes home and wants to like be downstairs at his band cave, play video games. Yeah. There was none of that. Like as soon as you come home, you're changing IV fluids. Um, April did come down one weekend and she kind of helped take some of the me off of him. Right. Um, but that's a weekend and but yeah, you know everyone. Yeah, but everyone couldn't change everything because that's a lot to learn. So he had to actually learn from a, a nurse that came by and taught him how to take care of me pretty much. So, I mean, that's a lot. Damn. Praise. Praise. Praise that man. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're one and done, though. No more kids. No Ooh. more. No more in the sense that you, not to get all of your medical business, you kind of made it so it's not possible. Tubes. Yeah, we could say it. Mm-hmm. Oh, for real? You went that far? For real, for real. You went that far. So he was like, forget that. <laughs> now, do you think yeah. if you would have had a more, um, I don't want to say normal, but like a less troubled pregnancy, do you think you would have probably had more kids? Or do you think, was that a factor in it? Or was it like, y'all always like a one and done kind of family? Say that one more time. I kind of lost. I'm sorry, I was, I was saying, do you think if you had more of a, I guess, normal pregnancy, a, a less turbulent pregnancy, would y'all still have been a one and done kind of family? Or... No. We would have had another one, you would have at least one, one more. Because okay. mm-hmm. we, we do want to adopt because we kind of want someone to be there for our baby just in case, you know, if anything happened to us, we don't want her to be in the world by herself. True. 
Um, so we do want to adopt, um, even if we have to foster first, then adopt is something that we like really want to do. But my pregnancy is what made us not have another one. Right. Biologically, like, with me, so. Nah, that's, that's what's up, though. I mean, you got a beautiful little strong one. Fighting, every, getting big every day, fighting thank every you, day. Thank you, thank you. Lovely. I yes. love to, I love to watch her. Normally, I only look at, um, like, naked women on Snap. And, um. <laughs> I heard you say that. Your, I, that's what I'm about to ask you. Your last podcast. I'm like, how do you even find that type? Like, I don't have any of that on my Snapchat. Honestly, I don't remember. I don't remember how I found any of this stuff. I had the people, even the people that I'm. Like I know, like you and I know, like um, a couple of other people that's like in the circle of friends that we know, but the majority of people that I'm like following, I don't know them. I don't know where, how I follow them. I don't know how I got into them. Half of them is is booty shaking girls. <laughs> the other one is people I know. The other, well, the third is booty shaking girls. A third is people like y'all that I know, and then the other third is just random people I don't even know who they are. But I still will look at their pictures, and I'll laugh if they do something funny. But I don't really interact with them. I don't talk to them. But I'll just look at them. I feel like it's just like a way to try to peek in people's lives. See, for me, Twitter's like that. Twitter, I'll just, I don't know how stuff just shows up on my feed, like explicit stuff. But never on my Snapchat. Like, I've never seen anything crazy on my Snapchat. If I pull my journal, it's full of just escorts, prostitutes. I'm like, I don't know how. And I probably could just unfollow them. But why? And they're going to twerk on this thing. And I'm going to get a little thrill out of it. I'm going to watch it. You know, free I'm not always, you know, exactly. It's free entertainment. If a girl gonna shake that booty, I'm gonna look at it. I'm sorry, I'm just gonna look. I don't touch, I just look. <laughs> but that's crazy. Uh, yeah. more topics. Let me see what else I had on this thing. I mean, we, hit, we hit a lot of the majority of the things I wanted to talk about. Hold on, let me see something real quick. I'm not gonna edit none of this out, it's just gonna be dead silence. <laughs> talk, y'all two talk amongst yourselves. Talk about your lives. While I find a, a... Um, are, 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 we, butterfly, we, are you single? Who? You're not single right now, right? Who? Are butterfly. Hook me? Yeah. No. No. She got another uh, a long dick African that's tanned it up for. Her. She stays. With, <laughs> she stays with them long dick Africans. That's her type. I they just work for you. They all <laughs> I just I don't know how to explain my love life. I do want to get married. I'm just like I don't know, taking my time. I want everything to be absolutely perfect before I present someone to the world. All right, cause I swear I, I didn't know you were about twenty years. I still ain't met your man yet. One of your men. Not one of them. Not and she one. always, and I know. I've seen pictures of one or two of them, but never met one face to face. And I'm like, I know she has them. Hey, me too. Like I, I say, I know it, she but you always said you don't want to bring someone in and then it don't work out, and then you have then your friends like them, and then yeah. you, you gotta go through all that. So but, I get it. Right. Tara literally dated you for like eight years, and she still didn't introduce him to nobody. I can see if you. Know. I saw pictures of him, so I knew he existed. Well, no. I introduced, like my family and everybody, I introduced them to my family. It's like, they knew me around everybody. I thought I was your family. How dare you? You are. There's other reasons why. For that particular You might scare your, your people off. No. Oh. I'm, I'm always cool with anybody okay. significant other. I want to embrace them to make them feel welcome. Especially yes. if they like to drink. 
<laughs> if you bring somebody that don't drink around me, I ain't gonna like them. I'm gonna be honest. With you. I don't trust nobody that don't drink. I don't. I just don't. All right. Let's let me think of something, but I can't can't say it on here. Oh yeah, don't say it. Don't don't say nothing embarrassing. We don't, wanna, we don't get nobody in trouble. Mm-hmm. All right, let me give y'all one quick one, and then we gonna we gonna get out of here on this last note. Also tied to marriage. I was I was looking at this story. Um, well, a couple of stories. I was looking at this story about um. Lauren London, right? And she wasn't even married, but she was a, she was a that dude Nipsey Hussle who passed away like maybe a year ago, and like so it's been a year, and she still like is, really talks about how she's still this man's girl and like his wife even a year past. Do you think it's a certain amount of time before you can kind of move on in your life, or do you feel like that it's appropriate for a person just to be tired of somebody forever, even if that person is gone to a, another place? And when I say another place, I mean, of course, another world. What do you mean by tied to them forever? I mean, of course, I mean, tied in the sense that they don't date anybody else. Do you think that would be like, like let's say Lauren London, who was about 30, she around our age, 34, 35 years old. She's no, not like she should move 60. on. But if, let's say she never did. Like, would that be crazy? Angela Simmons with her, well, I don't think they were together, so sorry, scratch that. Yeah, broke but up. no, I think she needs to, you have to whether it's going to grief counseling, you have to get to that place where you're fully, you, you'll never be fully over it, but you know, you have to get to that place where you can allow someone else to enter because you don't want to enter something too soon. And then you don't, you can't give your all to that person or right. you know, give them part of you. Um, but just going from, you know, my best friend who went through that whole situation, seeing oh, her true, true. be able to move on, you know, I, I know it's possible. I know you can love again. You just have to get yourself to that point. And then that person that you're with will have to also be very understanding because a part of you is always going to still love the person that you lost. Right. And I think like to you me, broke up with them. You lost them while you were madly in love with them. Right. So it doesn't just turn off. To me, as the as, as a guy, I think I will find I will find a hard time unless like it had to it probably have to be like five years have passed since their love of their life passed away. Because I feel like if you do it too soon. I feel like you always gonna be competing with like a ghost. Not to be like right. rude about them being dead, but like I feel like you're always competing with somebody who's who can never do anything ever again wrong. They can never mess up again. They always gonna be on this pedestal because they, you know, aren't around anymore. So it's always like you're in this competition with a person you can never defeat because one, they aren't here to to you know, challenge you. Not that you should be. I guess you shouldn't be challenging a dead person. But you see what I'm saying? It's like you you have no wins in a situation with that because they're always gonna be positive. While you can, as a human being, still mess up and do negative things. So that'll be a hard situation to get into as a person who is the replacement. Especially if you like this, if they didn't like date a lot or there wasn't a lot of years that passed in between them passing and you and you being the next person in line. And especially somebody like Lauren London with like Nipsey Hussle. Like I didn't know who Nipsey Hussle was until he died. And then everybody's like, oh my God, he's the greatest. I'm like, how is he so wonderful? And like, I never, well, not me, but a lot of people didn't even really know who he was. It seemed like he was just like famous on the West Coast. And after he died, that's when everybody found out who he was. But since people love him so much, that's going to make it even harder for Lauren London, you know, to eventually like, Get back out there mm-hmm. with somebody else, because she's gonna have like all eyes on her. Yeah, because she's in the public eye, so it's right. even worse. She, yep. Yeah, and people are gonna judge her. So, but the, this, at the same time, like I see you wanted to wait years, but life's too short. 
So exactly. you want to be able to enjoy that happiness again. You can't hold on to it forever. I do think you should go out there, date, have fun, live your life. I mean, now, their relationship being so, that's like five, they were only dating, what, five or six years? They weren't dating. I mean, they were together, but they weren't together. It wasn't like they were 20 years. Like, they was together. Vanessa Bryant, I could see her maybe not dating again. Yeah, that was another person I was going to I mean, you were with someone for 20 years. That's that's something different. I mean, you have so many kids, but I still what? hope that she, even but if she it's just still like a, so a long-term young. friend. Right? People forget. Like, even so, she, she was with Kobe since she was like 17 years old. She's not even yeah. 40 yet. Yeah, so she, but she's like in her 30s. Yeah. Yeah, I think she's about 36, 37. She's but it's not hard. old. So imagine her like going to rest of somebody. Like she don't have to get married again. But at some point she's going to have the urge to date somebody. Like she's not going to be yeah. from 36 or 37 to 78 years old to never have another lover or another. And then she might not have like a high profile marriage or got to be in the public eye. But she's going to have to be with somebody in some type of intimate way between now and the time she dies. I would find it hard to believe that she never would do that again. Right. Yeah, I could see her dating and talking to someone and having like that what's it called from a benefits type of deal mm-hmm. I could see her not getting married again but I could see Laura London getting married to someone else she wasn't else. married the first time right so I could see her and to me I don't care who it is whether they be young like these two ladies 37 years old or they your Mima age and your and your papa die at 75 years old. Your Mima better find a new man that retirement home to make her happy until she leave this earth. You don't have to be alone. Get you a new boo. Some people want to be alone though. Everybody doesn't want doesn't care to be in a relationship. I guess. And see, on Vanessa's side, she has kids and stuff to fulfill her time. And, and I mean, so does Dora London. But I think if you were just lonely. You definitely need someone else to just share your life with or share. You don't have to and get th- married, but just have like a special close friend. Yeah, and you. I think that goes more for like the older people, like you were saying, like older, like grandparents and stuff like that. They definitely need that companionship more so than, you know, like somebody in their 30s, I would say, you know, because they have other things going on in their life. No matter when they do it, it's going to be hard and it's something that they would need some type of counseling and be ready to open up their heart and be ready to move on. Right. They can't force it. Don't do it too soon. Don't wait too long. But yep. you got to find the right time for you. That's the moral mm-hmm. of the story. Yeah. And I mean, you can see with my friend, she's just as happy now. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I, honestly, I forgot about that. Like, until you had just said it, I had forgot about that she had a, you know, she was involved before well, she was married before this curtain person. So I don't know yeah. if that's good or bad, but I, I honestly forgot that you had just brought that back up. Yeah, but it, it was just five happy. years ago, like a couple of days ago, actually. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. It was, mm-hmm. well, not, I mean, yeah. I remember when we got the, the little message in the group meet. So that jump wasn't, that was like, life is crazy. Before we start getting into some depressing shit, let's, let's, let's call it a day. Let's call it a day. <laughs> so... <laughs> Let me thank both of y'all again. Purple Butterflies, of course, this is your 14th time on the episode. Thank you for coming back once again. We love you. People love you to hear you. They love you. They love you. I love you guys, too. And then my boo, love of my life. My you know, second time, so. Another man that stole her. Another man that stole her from me. It's okay. I'm going to let him have her for now. Don't be surprised if I sneak in your bedroom window one night, though. Oh, keep that quiet. 
thank you for Renee for coming through. I appreciate y'all. Uh, any, thank you for having me. Any shout outs, any Instagram, Snapchats, emails, anything y'all want, anything y'all need. Tell the people how to find you if they want to. If you don't want to, just say, I don't want to. I don't like y'all. I don't want y'all in my business. I don't like y'all. If I make it on here a third time, I shut out my stuff. All right. Well, you know we're going to have you back because I literally have it's a COVID <laughs> over. This show going to keep going. Now, once yeah, COVID I over, I might stop. More, so. I might get bored. But right now, I'm still I'm, I'm still engaged. All right. So, appreciate y'all. Everybody, conversations with Carlos D. Find us everywhere. Uh, I, I don't do this no more. But you can find us. Yes, on, I was going to say like and subscribe. You can like, follow subscribe, us. rate, review. Follow us on Instagram, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you can find great podcasts. And until next time, see ya. See ya. <laughs>